right. Hello and welcome to the Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and my guest today is, introduce yourself, good sir. Hey, how's it going? Michael Schneider here. So first question is the obvious one, but uh, how did you get started? Ooh, uh, <laughs> it's a fun story. Um, but basically, I went to school for uh, music uh, composition. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, learning how to write, uh, compose, music theory, all that. Um, got that degree and I realized, okay, I can write all this music, but when I try to record it, oh boy, does it sound bad because um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, I ended up going to uh, like a secondary kind of like audio school. Uh, it's called the Institute of Audio Research. It has since shut down, so don't bother looking it up, uh, but it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and that's kind of where I got, I kind of started falling in love with like, you know, uh, post audio and engineering and all that kind of stuff and uh, ended up uh, going, getting really into like sound design, um, so then I started, uh, working, uh, in, as a, a mixer, um, uh, work on commercials and stuff in New York, uh, just doing all sorts of stuff, uh, big ad agencies, you know, like Pepsi, GE, AT&T, all that stuff. And, uh, through complete happenstance, a, a certain, uh, Lisa Ortiz, uh, hit me up to freelance at a little studio called NYAV Post. She was recording a game over there and uh went in there met everybody and kind of the rest was a little bit history um i started engineering for them our first project was your name um that was really fun and then after like a few weeks uh michael lesinger nicholas goes like hey uh direct this show i was like what show <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that and uh it was this uh it was this cgi thing that actually i don't think it actually ever came out or at least it was never bought um called uh the magic adventures in the crystal of dark. And I, that was the beginning of my uh, directing career and kind of from there on, it's just been absolutely wild. Uh, since then uh, I was, I was over there in New York for a few years doing that, moved out to LA and uh, now I'm just kind of doing it, doing the, uh, doing the directing thing, not really engineering so much anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty impressive. Cause I looked at your resume and I'm like, man, you, you were one of the people who directed Premiere and I'm like, oh, holy shit, that, that must've been an amazing project to work on. Oh yeah. I, I think that's, that's probably the closest one to my heart for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah, I directed a, a, a very small amount of the actual movie, um, like a couple scenes here and there. Um, and what I, the, my main contribution to that was I, I wrote the English script actually. Um, I did also direct the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the the side stories, the little uh, shorts that that kind of came with it. They're on the you can really only see them in the Blu-ray or if you go to the, go to the movie theater. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of it's probably my favorite thing I've ever worked on. Um, it hits real close to home, and uh, of course, uh, you know, just always reminds me of my buddy Billy. And uh, yep, that's that's yeah, Promare is 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 the jam. <laughs> no man, I I was. Because I, I saw it like on, you know, when it was when it was released on digital and my one of my biggest regrets is like I never saw it in a theater because I I truly believe this is one of those things that should have been experienced in a theater because oh yeah watching it on, on a laptop screen just doesn't do it justice. Really, it doesn't. That's for sure. That's for sure. It's so pretty. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, it's one of those movies that I think is like really, really uh, uh presents the case for dubs even if you're you know even if you're the kind of person who's like anti-dubs where like there's so much beautiful stuff on the screen and you miss it if you're reading i'm sorry like you can say you won't but you do <laughs> you know uh, also i i know i know it's it's like just the the most boring opinion ever but you know what i don't care the english dub was was really great and i really liked um chris Britton freeman's performance because he oh, was man, just yeah 
Oh man, I, that, what a monster I, like, I, that guy is! I, I mean, I I said this before, but you you can give that guy the worst script imaginable, and he will turn it into gold. I don't care what <laughs> anyone says. That's for sure. That's for sure. Luckily, I gave him a pretty awesome one. If I do say so myself, but yeah. <laughs> like normally, I wouldn't care for the villain monologues, but you know, it's Crispin Freeman, and I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Oh man, he's he just he's amazing. He's amazing. And uh, you know, unfortunately, it's it's tough to really talk about this project without mentioning Billy and um, you know his contribution. Yeah. And I remember when I watched that, I think that was the thing that really made me go, "Okay, this dude's going to be a huge star," because I really loved his performance. And mm-hmm. it really sucks that his life got cut so, so short. It sure does. It sure does. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- that was that was kind of like how I ended up meeting him, actually. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, he's just an absolute, just, just a, a shining light, any room he walked into and, uh, just unbelievable talent. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, he's, uh, and you know, we're, we're lucky, you know, cause you know, sometimes people talk about, you know, when somebody passes and it's like, all right, I kept this, like, you know, this phone voicemail to remember them by or something. Well, we got a lot more than that to remember Billy by and, you know, I'll never forget it. Never forget him. And I still, to this day, when people tell me, like, you know, what are some of the performances that stick out to you? I say, like, Billy as um, as Gallo in, in Promare, because that is like, that's like, if you want to get into anime and be like, okay, what is a good dub dub performance? That's that's the one I show people. I'm like, because do what he did, like, because that's just, oh, my God, like, he was so incredible in that role. And, man such yep. such a such a such a loss yep yep it's real real bad <laughs> um yeah it, it, you know it was just like it was just the perfect it was the most anime anime there was and he was the most you know anime character there was and he just absolutely rose to the occasion and crushed it and it was it's so fun because like a lot of times you got to like hold back or you got to like you know like try to ground things really really hardcore but he did this amazing thing where he went you know balls to the wall and also was able to keep it like grounded and cool, make it a real person. And like it's, it was, it's just yeah. There's there's not many people who can do that. And uh, yep, we we got to pick up the pieces ourselves now. And uh, did you get a chance to work with any of the any of the other cast members? Uh, so uh, for the main film, I I was in New York at the time, so I was there to record. Uh, I recorded like all the all the New York people that were in the show, like uh, like Allison Lee. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was this, it was more more of the supporting cast on that end. Um, but uh, and then once I moved out here, um, which was like it was kind of right in the middle. Actually, I stopped and saw it in theaters on the way on my drive over from New York to LA um, in like Rapid City, um, which was which was a wild experience. Oh my gosh! Um, and uh, so once I came out here, though, we ha- we were working on the uh, the shorts, and so uh, during those ones, I got to direct everybody. So that that was great. It was it's been a blast. Okay, did imposter syndrome kick in when you had to to work with like someone like Johnny Young Bosch? It's like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say so. You know, I, I definitely always, I'm I'm always nervous before every single session. You know, no matter what. Uh, I feel like if I ever stopped getting nervous, I would not want to do it anymore. Um, because it's just so fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just I I've had a lot of experience in my life working with you know people who are you know my heroes and just celebrities in general. And uh, so that, that part never quite, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say imposter syndrome there, but I definitely was trying a lot harder. I'll tell you that. 
it's like oh man you you were you were in trigun <laughs> holy crap mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah uh yeah but how do you like you know as a director how do you get how do you try to get the best performance out of an actor um let's see well, that's that's the whole thing uh it's uh, to me it's more about just like you know meeting everybody uh like wherever they're at it's all about i i feel like it's the main point of the job is reading people and just being able to connect with them because all you're you're talking about stuff that is just pure emotions and everything and if you can't really get on the same level as somebody and understand you know where they're coming from you're never going to get what you're looking for and then also you know giving them room to do the stuff you never even thought of which is i i think the thing that i guess the mistake that a lot of directors make when they're starting off is they're like i i know what i want and i want that and you got to give that to me and i got to figure out how to make you give that to me as opposed to like here's kind of the vibe what do you got for me you know what i mean and uh i i, I think that's the the most cliff notes version i could give yeah <laughs> And was there ever a session where someone completely surprised you with with what they brought to the table? Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of like a specific example, but there's just it's just there, there's so many. Um, it just uh, sometimes you get somebody just out of nowhere. Um, I'd say I'd say you know actually uh, Cuban Regan with uh in, he was he was Rio the lead in uh, Spirit Chronicles, the show I did for Crunchyroll, and like um, we. It was his very first anime role and a freaking lead right off the bat. And I just remember like listening to the casting for that character and like going through like 10 different picks that I'd been given. And I was like, okay, I got to his. His was the last one. I was like, oh my God, finally someone is acting. Yes. And just like the the way I, I don't know, it was it was cool because when you come up come to uh bleh, words, when you're working with somebody who you know is a little green. Um, you, you know, you, you're like all prepared to like, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take it slow. We're gonna work with them. And we walked in, and Kieran just absolutely was just smashing it out of the park the entire time. It was so cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say that was probably like the biggest like happy surprise I I could think of was just like just the, everything he was bringing stuff to the character that I never even considered, and it it was it was awesome. I don't think anybody considered it either. Like he made it. Uh, it, it it was our own. It was a whole new awesome thing that we created. And, you know, when it comes to adapting a script, like, how do you approach that? Um, <laughs> well, with a laptop. No, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you just, I mean, the, the overarching philosophy for me is to get the original experience uh, that the, you know, the original language viewer uh, get that at, like, uh, translate it over to what we're going to hear here. And, of course, you got to make it fit, too. So it's this extra crazy word puzzle that you have to work with um a lot of people like try to i i find that like are really stuck on like doing like super super literal adaptation literal translation and the problem with that is it's it's not accurate <laughs> to what the meaning is not like a lot of the time so you really have to understand both cultures and be able to kind of like uh you know uh, tweak things here massage them there so that you're actually giving the real experience over um and 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 the other part of that philosophy is also you can't go too far with that because you know what it's not your show it already exists somebody made it you know your job is to bring that voice over not to put your own voice all over it yeah uh and what out of all the stuff you've worked on which show would you say was the hardest to adapt ooh that's a good question hmm uh what was the hardest one to adapt Let's see. It's probably some live action stuff, honestly. Um, uh, just like 
Yeah, there was this one. There was this Brazilian zombie show. <laughs> I think it's called Reality Z or something. Oh man, those were wild. Because uh, I, I just got thrown in in the mix out of nowhere. I had only, you know, I was like, all right, here's episodes four and five. I was like, what about one, two, and three? And they're like, ah, you'll, you'll figure it out. I didn't even get to watch them, and you know, pulling it together and like uh, working with Portuguese is something that I hadn't done before, and uh, it was it, it was definitely a challenge. But I think it came out pretty pretty darn cool. Um, but you know, in, in the end, it's it's kind of usually the same thing uh but it, it really depends on the project uh you, you can have like a, like a saturday morning cartoon type of show where it's super super simple there's not that many lines everybody's taking turns talking and then you can go to like some reality live dub like a reality tv show and where there's like seven people all yelling at the same time you have to remember there's like a cast of 40 people you got to remember who's who but let's spot it all out that's where it can get really really tough but thankfully i haven't had to deal with that too much well, I mean, when it comes to Walla, I, w- I would imagine you just tell the tell the actors, okay, you know, this th- there's this like ro- large cr- crowd scene, you know, do whatever, you know, do like background noise or whatever. I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. For Walla, that's how it goes. But sometimes you have six characters, and we know who what all their names are, and they are saying things, and they are right there on the screen. So you got to pick through all that and figure out what's going on, you know. And some of it maybe hasn't even been translated because the spotter or the translator couldn't even figure out what they were saying. So sometimes you got to just like make stuff up that they're yelling in the background, you know, that's going to fit the mouth. It's uh, it can get pretty wild. And is it any different from adapting anime scripts? Because I would imagine, you know, I would imagine it's it's much different because it's live action versus animation. So I I don't know if if it's if that if there was much if. Yeah, if, if there's much difference in that, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot of difference. You have to be a lot more specific with sync uh, to make it, you know, really uh, to get because uh, our our ear and our eye are, are much more uh, much more honed in on seeing, you know, real people talking. And like when it looks weird, it looks way weirder than like when you get off by a tiny bit on like a flap in anime, you know. So it's it's more it's more just about being super specific. But in a lot of ways, it's also easier because when it's real people talking, there there you know there's like stutters and there's like little little like breaths and stuff that you can really work with to kind of cheat stuff in there. And like the whole the whole job of adaptation is like really I, I feel like once you get past the the very basic nuts and bolts of what you're doing. It's all about figuring out where you can and have to compromise to get the best thing out of there. Cause you're never going to get a hundred percent one-to-one perfect thing. It's just about figuring out, you know, what, what, where can I cheat and get away with it? You know? Plus you don't want it to come off as like those old, like 1970s adaptations where it's like the mouth flaps just don't match. And the, mm-hmm. the voices just are all over the place. And it's just, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly you've been doing this for a while now. So I'm just wondering, like, do you know what your strengths and weaknesses are as a director? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, hard, hard to say. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I'm really good at that one thing I said, which is just like uh, reading people and getting on people's level. Um, I, I mean, the thing I'm most proud of is I feel like uh, everybody I work with, I feel, I, and this is what they tell me, I, you know, is they come out of there and they had a really good time. Um, and like, that's really, if you're not, if you're not making people comfortable and if you're not having like a blast, like, why are we even doing this stuff? You know, um, uh, as a weakness, you know, I, I think my weaknesses are all technical stuff as in like, oh, I missed a line. <laughs> you know, it's for me, it's always like the, uh, the, my ADHD rearing its ugly head again and uh, being like, oh, something goofy and mi- or missing something silly. And that's just, the funny thing is like, that's the stuff that you're, that the producers and the clients really care about. Whereas the actual doing a good job at the job of, of creating the art is to them sometimes secondary. Um, but, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I'd say those are my two. I'd say that's where those those land. 
was there ever a point where you watch something and you're like oh how did i miss that or like the, the lip flaps don't didn't match up like 100 you're like okay how did i miss that hmm not not really with flaps usually uh flaps i can you know you usually know what's going on you know before it ever gets to you know the mix or anything um and and usually if there's if there's a flappy thing going on that's not quite right it's because we were making a compromise to get the really great performance out you know what i mean like make or make something make sense that wouldn't make sense if we were trying to hit the flaps um i, I feel like the mo the biggest mistakes you ever catch are like something where you're like oh he was talking about that <laughs> you know what i mean like you find it like oh that thing that happens five episodes later there's no way i could have known aha okay you know and but you know, usually it's something that you never could have known what the you know what was actually going on. Um, I, I would I, I should have warned you. I, I'm terrible at recalling specific examples of things, but I, I could go hunting and find it for you sometime. I mean, when when you're brought in, because I looked at your you know looked at your credits, and you've done like stuff for like specific episodes, and I'm just wondering like when you're brought in to do like a specific episode, like a couple episodes, not the full series. Do you watch the series to get to get a good example of what you're working on, or do you just go in there blind? Oh yeah, if at all possible, I do all the research I can. Um, and, and if you're if you're talking about like off of IMDb, most of those I actually did the whole show, and like I don't know what IMDb is weird. People like people just add stuff in there. So like uh like if if there was an example you had, I probably actually just did the whole show. <laughs> oh. Because cause I, cause I looked at like Great Pretender and it says like you only did like a couple episodes of that. So did you do the whole series or just a couple? Ah, uh, OK. So, yeah, I was a recording engineer on the entire series um, and, uh, and and I edited uh, all the dialogue and then I I directed. We, we took uh, we traded off directing by by the case, uh, the, like the different stories. Um, so the uh, I think the very the first kind of arc uh, Michael Sinter Nicholas did. Um, and then uh, Kyle McCarley directed the middle arc and I directed the last arc. Um, and we, we had a few trade-offs and subs, you know, in the middle of that, you know, because it was, wow, a hectic uh, recording schedule. But um, uh, yeah, so th th yeah, that was mostly that third case. The uh, the one in Paris was was all me. So was that the one with the backstory, <laughs> the backstory, everyone with the painting or was that? Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one because that was... That was like, oh yeah, uh, we got this arc. It's just gonna be nothing but backstory. So sit tight <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh man, I yeah, I loved it. It really it was, it was fun to dig into the characters and made you really like wish for more once it ended. I hope we get more Great Pretender. Good lord. Yeah. I mean, with Studio Man, I just I'll, I'll watch anything that they work on because the, the animation right? is just oh so beautiful. I like oh it's gorgeous. I mean, I wasn't even that big of a fan of Great Pretender because I feel like it just fell into a lot of you know heist tropes that i wasn't like a fan of but the animation was pretty <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know, back to my original point is that you know sometimes because because i don't know how it works sometimes because like you know you bring up like imdb and and whatever credits because sometimes it just doesn't list who, who worked on what what who worked on what part and i'm kind of wondering like uh, why would they bring in someone to just do like a couple episodes of, of a thing i don't understand that so oh sometimes thank you for clearing that yeah sometimes someone's just not available or gets sick um i recently jumped in a show to direct a few episodes that uh where the uh adr director uh, the main one got sick and i was just like okay yeah i'll hop in take take care of it for you and uh, what what is what is that like you know having to go into like a show that's like 
in the middle or towards the end of its run like does it feel different than, than oh yeah it's, and... it's a huge challenge it's a huge challenge but it's also it's also really fun too because like uh, as like a uh as a freelance engineer when i was working in new york and stuff doing like ad stuff like every single day i was parachuting into a completely new situation you know so it's it's i, I i'm very comfortable in that in that place and it felt really good um i i love it and also it's, it's really fun because you get to the one benefit is you get to trust the actors a lot more because you have to, you know, where it's just like, all right, you know how this show goes. So uh, let's, let's work with this, you know? And, and basically you're just kind of like just sitting there and just letting it, letting it move on the way it's been moving on and trying to uh, just, you know, just guide a little bit here and there. If someone's, you know, maybe, you know, what you needs a little extra push to get, to get where, get somewhere like even better than where they're at. But like, it, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to kind of just like jump in and be like, Hey, what's going on? So it's almost like uh, when the substitute teacher comes to school for the day, you know, it gets uh, it's a little bit of a almost like a vacation day of fun yeah and how do you feel about line reads uh don't do them yeah they're they're bad <laughs> unpleasant unpleasant i don't like them uh yeah uh you, i never 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 get what you want out of those in, in my experience i mean is there a reason why that is because like because sometimes i ask people they're like you know they they're not they don't mind it but a lot of times people are just like yeah i don't 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 tell me how to read the line, please. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, because it's 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 fundamentally not what acting is about. Um, what what your job as a director to do is not to get the specific sounding thing. What your job is is to do is to uh, give your actor. Uh, it's not. It's you're not pulling them towards where you want them to be. You're pushing them and seeing where they can go if that makes sense um and if you if you're if you're telling somebody okay i want you to say it like hey this is a great day you know it's like well why is it a great day if you tell somebody hey like you're having a fantastic damn day like right like the sun is shining everything's beautiful you just got like you just found an extra hundred bucks in your pocket you know what i mean and then what what you get from that what you get from real direction is so much better always 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 because it's actually grounded and it actually comes from somewhere um a really good performance is you know a line read is like giving somebody the tip of the iceberg and be like go and then they like create the tip of an iceberg drop it in the ocean and it just sinks <laughs> and uh real direction you're you you've got all that foundation because the, you really only see the top but it it's not the same if it doesn't have all that base and foundation and was there ever a point where you know when it comes to adaptation was there ever a point you looked at something and you're like okay how am i gonna adapt this in a way that feels grounded as opposed to like anime ish as uh Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, that's that's kind of the job, you know. Um, uh, it, it was a big thing in Promare too, actually. It's a big like, because because it's such an anime, sh you know, show, but also like we want it to be real and cool and stuff. So there was a lot of there was a lot of that. Like, all right, so are we gonna is this are we, are we gonna have him call this guy an eyesore as like the ultimate anime, you know, trope, uh, or you know, like or I won't forgive you. I did leave a few I won't forgive yous in there. I will admit, but uh, you know, um, it's just yeah, it's you, it, like I said, everything's all about finding where you can compromise, you know, and because uh, it's you're never going to get 100% of what you want in anything, <laughs> you got to just figure out how to how to sneak through. Yeah. And how long does a does a usual like record session take for you? Um, in, in what respect? Like, how long do I go with like each actor? Yeah, how long does how long is the average record session? Uh, well, we got two hour minimums. So a lot of the times it's two hours, they're usually like two to four hours. Four is, is kind of on the longer side. And was there ever a point where you had to like work the full four hours or was it just like two hours? Oh, all the, all the time, all the time. I mean, we have, I've had, I mean, I've, I've done shows where I need 
70 hours of recording with with uh like the main actor you know or something like that and uh yeah so we're doing four hour sessions for like a few weeks you know every day and is it just does it ever get nauseating listening to the same to the same lines in different takes or does are you just <laughs> used to it now I wouldn't say that. No. I mean, sometimes if we're having like a real slog, if we're like having trouble, like getting what we need or like there's a lot of tech issues or something that can get pretty, that can get pretty arduous. Cause like as a director, like I'm saying like, Oh, the it's, it's very emotionally draining to direct um, it, like extremely. Cause you, you have to be completely on and connected with this person the entire time. And like when it's not going well, Oh boy, does it get, it, it, it can really, it can really just pull you down. And also you have to spend the whole time pretending like that you're having a great time, <laughs> you know? And uh, so it could be, uh, it, yeah, that, that can be draining. It's it's the old Simpson Simpsons bit where it's like up and at them, up and at them. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, was there ever a point where um, where you uh, were blown away by by a read where you were just like, holy crap, I I didn't expect that. It was just like, wow, you didn't expect that 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 was going to be the final product uh yeah um i'd say the the first one that popped into my head i mean there's tons but the first one popped in my head was uh laura Stahl in uh, great pretender um i had never worked with her before and i there that character's lines were like so long it was just giant paragraphs of like all this stuff and i could not believe the way she was just crushing it like it was like it, just uh, everything intention meaning and it was so grounded and it meant so much and it was like making me cry like right off the bat i was oh my lord this person is incredible i think i immediately got on twitter i was like laura Stahl is a national treasure <laughs> and like i was just so blown away and that's that's a good point you bring up uh, long monologues like how how do you tackle something like a really long monologue or a speech um i always try to just say all right here we go we preview the whole thing we you know we watch it and i say like take as much or as little as you like which is actually a phrase now that i'm thinking about it that i definitely stole from uh carrie Carannon um back in the day when we were working on gundam seed together but yeah just say just go for it let's let's do it let's run it till the wheels fall off and uh maybe and just try to get a whole read and then we'll kind of once we'll give that a listen see if there's anything like intention wise uh that we need to poke around at and then we we'll we'll dig deeper and like fill in the little holes and pick up stuff that we need to pick but yeah it's it's kind of the same as just about any other any other line you know just bigger longer uh you mentioned gundam uh, when was that because i'm because with again with imdb it says like 2004 but I'm pretty sure the dub wasn't recorded in 2004, so I don't know when was that. Uh, we did that dub. Uh, I'm I'm terrible at dates, but I believe it was somewhere. I think it was like 2016 or 2017. Um, and that was absolutely insane. And uh, then it kind of got. Uh, it didn't come out for like four or five years after we finished it, uh, which was wild. Um, so. Yeah, that was that was way back, but that was kind of like that was like the first like big long show that I worked on, and uh, boy was that a learning experience. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from that? Uh, that I need to not work twelve hour days, seven days a week. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, we were we were we were doing. We were, I think we were putting out we were dubbing four episodes a week. Uh, was like our schedule was our timeline, and it was just unbelievably demanding and uh yeah that that one broke me for sure for sure for sure for sure i was like all right if i'm gonna stick with this i gotta really love it and thankfully i did really love it so i did stick with it but uh yeah it, it was it was it was pretty intense it was pretty intense was there ever a point where you felt like you were this close to walking out 
Uh, yeah. Oh man, all the time. Yeah, but that's me always. I'm, <laughs> I'm if I'm not if I don't feel comfortable being like you know what I could I could I could leave I I will freak out. I'm I'm very very uh freedom focused uh in my life, which is kind of why I've never really uh I've always, I've been freelance my entire career, like my whole adult life, and because if I don't have the option to say you know what I'm busy that week, uh I really just I I feel very suffocated and I just I I don't do a good job. Yeah. Really, uh, you're you're a freelance for your entire career, and you you went into that with that mentality when it comes to um, directing. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, I have to. Um, I I just I I yeah. Have, having a boss, not for me. Um, and uh, it's just yeah. I, I mean, because I started off freelancing as an engineer, and I just got came to learn that freedom so well. And it's just yeah, I crave it. And now that I'm I'm lucky enough to be making it work, uh, doing that. So I see no reason to step. So when when the pandemic happened and everyone had to record from home, what was that experience for you? That was uh, that was spooky. <laughs> it was it was really wild. I mean, look, we were so lucky to be in an industry where we were allowed to keep working. But uh, yeah, it was it was just like weeks and weeks of just like, you know, putting our heads together, trying to figure out, like, how are we going to do this from now on? What's the best way? How are we going to get amazing recordings uh, remotely? And how are we going to help people get set up? Are we going to mail people gear? Are we going to hope they get set up on their own? Uh, what what software are we going to use? All that kind of stuff. It was really, really intense, but we got it. We got it together pretty darn fast and we're back up and running you know really quick and and uh was there ever like uh, uh, a session where you guys recorded from home and there were like tons of technical problems oh yeah that happens all the time yeah for sure for sure um i had somebody just the other day their power went out in the middle of a session and uh that was great <laughs> <laughs> actually they ended up doing the rest of the session from with a mobile hotspot off of their phone because their internet didn't come back when they when their power came back on a few minutes later uh, it actually worked and it sounded great, surprisingly enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's been uh, it, it's definitely added a little bit of like fun hacker uh, mentality to the whole getting the thing working. You know, we're, we're just going to really make it an engineer out of these engineers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Actors love that. Actors love being told, hey, you need this. You need this thing and you have mm -hmm. to know what this is and, and what have you. Oh, they love that. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> No, because I saw that on Twitter. I'm like, oh man, that that must have been that must have been crazy. But I'm glad that you guys worked it out because if if all that work was for nothing, then I would have been frustrated. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, it was it was a big big like industry wide like everybody kind of put their heads together. I remember we were, we were on big calls with like big streaming services. You know, like all right, so how are we going to do this? You know, with like uh, with directors and producers and engineers from all over the industry, just kind of like getting together and figuring it out. And um, and how long did did um, like what was the longest show you worked on during the pandemic? Uh, the longest show, uh, hard to say. I mean, they're they're usually all about the same length, you know. Um, uh, you know, it was pro probably Great Pretender and uh, Number Twenty Four were the the big projects during that for me. I'm I'm glad you mentioned number twenty four because I I noticed that you're in that so I'm kind of wondering like what was that experience like working on a show as an actor and a director? 
Oh yeah. Um, I, it was really fun. I'm, I'm really proud of how that ended up. Um, I, I'm always, I'm always like a little embarrassed. I don't like to cast myself. I don't like to be in stuff that I'm directing. Uh, I think it's tacky in general, but, uh, uh, for this one, I ended up, I, I think I'd actually, I could be wrong on this, but I, I think I threw in my audition before I, they had given me the show to direct. Um, and, uh, they picked me. I didn't pick myself. I swear. Um, <laughs> um but oh it's so hard to direct yourself oh my gosh um there was a few sessions that michael uh Sinter nicholas actually directed me for which was super helpful because he's he's just so amazing um and uh really helped me kind of like find the guy like the first few he helped me with uh so i could kind of like find the character get into his zone um and really like and then i kind of carried it myself but you know when you're by yourself and you're the only one who has to record and there's like you know there's no there's no clock ticking because it's not really a session right because i'm the studio i'm because i'm the engineer director and actor you know at this point and i boy did i get a lot of takes i'll tell you what <laughs> without anybody to say that one's good let's move on i'm just like no it can be better it can be better it can be better no 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 and uh just kept going and going and going and you know of course you know 80 percent of the time you end up going with the first take <laughs> after doing all those and you're just like i'm so stupid but uh yeah so i definitely didn't make it i wasn't very economical but luckily it was only my own stupid time being wasted I mean, I'm kind of glad it was your time being wasted and not someone else's time because then that would have been like, oh man, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I just need one other person in the room to say, hey, we got it. <laughs> you know, it's so hard when you're when you got uh, no nobody to keep you honest. You know? And does it feel weird hearing yourself in a show that you directed? Uh, no, not any weirder than hearing myself in anything else. I'd say, no. It, it definitely took me a while before I could like listen to that. Uh, that show I, I have a period like after i finish a show i feel like where i, I don't ever want to see it again and then i come back like a year or two later i'm like oh this was nice we did a good job you know so that's that's always cool to come back to um it's usually positive yeah i mean that that's pretty much most people in anime who work on anime that i've talked to they're like you know if i'm working on like a if i'm directing a show or if i'm like writing a script or whatever i don't want to watch anime after i'm done i'm just i'm done i don't I just <laughs> i just want a break from this cuz this is my job and i'm so tired after like you know yeah. four hour sessions i'm like oh yeah and it really takes the uh, it it take it, it messes up the joy in a lot of ways is to work in that in the industry is like when you're listening to stuff you know cuz it's just like it's so hard to pay I, I i can i can watch like subs um completely normally but if i'm listening to a dub i just my brain is like on you know full like you know just work mode and so it's it's, it's much harder for me to enjoy those oh you have to listen to the same line over and over again to make sure it matches the lip flaps yeah that too or i'm just watching i'm just like oh yep, i would have got another take there or like ooh, that guy's really good i'm just like thinking about the acting and the production and like the 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 work side of it as opposed to just experiencing it and enjoying it you know it's it's it's, it's hard to turn that part of your brain off for sure no, that's just me in general as well, where, I, where I'm at that point in my life where I focus too much on an actor's performance and I'm just like, you know what, maybe I should not focus too much on this person's performance because I'm, I'm focusing too much on, on them and not the rest of the show and I'm kind of like missing out on all the, all the stuff. So I, I need yeah, to stop sure. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Good luck. <laughs> it's especially hard when, you know, I, 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 whenever I hear my friends in something and I, and they give like a performance that's like either really, really good or really, really. And I'm like, Oh man, I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. Weird. That can be rough. Uh, one thing I've learned is that 99% of the time you see something that's not that good. It's like, it's kind of nobody's fault. 
maybe maybe the only person whose fault it might be is like you know the uh the you know, the, the the studio or the client because you know, what we need on every dub is more time and more money you know and like that's really it every everything would be so much better without those constraints no it's really scary because i remember um like people don't realize how short the the turnaround time for dubs is nowadays it's like we need this content now and we don't care like we don't care like we're not going to give you the time you need you need to get it out now because simul dubs are a thing and they want the content out faster for streaming and it's just yep. my goodness yeah yeah it's it's interesting you know, to be fair though like uh i know yeah people like consider simul dubs like a big perpetrator of that but i've noticed like i don't think it's that much of a difference it's it's a little worse in that respect but it's not that big of a deal like the the budgets and the timelines are already way too short you know and way too small um it's uh the, the, it's it, from from the beginning i mean it's and it's because you know it's it's that's that's what uh companies have decided to offer and uh it's uh it's a shame because they're making so much money off of it and we we would be able to give them such better work if uh with more resources it's so funny you see like um streaming services like saying like oh they picked up this anime title or whatever Mm-hmm. And then you realize, and then you see how little people are making from working on the show. And I'm just like, why can't you just pay people better? <laughs> yeah. Ain't that a thing? Ain't that a thing? <laughs> and uh, well, then, luckily, and then... Netflix has done, has gone like, you know, union with all their dubs, which has really helped a lot. That's, that's really good. Uh, it's still, we still do a lot more, but uh, that, that has definitely helped. And then you, you point that out on Twitter and then people are just like, ah, oh, why, why are people complaining about not being paid? And I'm like, well, do you know how time consuming and, and hard anime dubbing actually is? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Absolutely. This just really bothers me just seeing people like talk talk out of their asses when it comes to stuff that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. I, I and I understand that, you know, fans, you know, everybody wants to have an opinion and uh they they, they just don't know. You know, people just don't know. And they, they hear like, oh, $75 an hour. That's amazing. I was like, yeah, but you might get to work like three hours a month, you know? Um, and, uh, and and that's if you're booking, you know? And uh, so it's it's really, you know, and you have something like that where there's a movie comes out. It's like number one that weekend. It makes millions of dollars. It's like, great. I'm the, I'm the star of that movie. And I made uh, like $500. Cool, 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 you know? Yeah, I, I remember when I had um, Ryan Colt Levy on, and and you know he was on, he was oh, nice. uh, he was in the My Hero movie, and you would think, oh, he made a lot of money off that, right? Nope. <laughs> Same as any other show. Yeah, it's pretty uh, brutal. Like it boggles my mind, especially like when when I found out how much the actors who the Jujutsu Kaisen movie that came out, I found out like how much they got paid, and I'm like, you can't be serious. Yeah. You can't yep. be serious. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an issue. It's an issue, and uh, I, yeah, I, I don't claim to know the the way forward, but something's got to change because there's just they're they're making so much money off of what we're doing, and uh, yeah, uh, the the people actually doing the work deserve a bigger piece of the pie for sure. Especially when it comes to adaptation, because adaptation is is a lot harder than people than people realize, because you have to take something and keep the 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 essence alive but not change too much of it otherwise it feels different yeah absolutely absolutely uh yeah rates across the board for almost everybody in the dubbing industry are way too low uh for sure yeah (laughs) but but yeah i i do do you ever feel like um you get burned out working on so much different different things uh 
I'd say no. I, I get burned out when I work on too much of the same thing. Um, I I love this job and this life and this career because I'm able to do so many different things. And that because I am very prone to burning out. I'm very prone to getting bored and just hating my life. You know, if I have to do the same thing too much. So uh, I'm I'm very very lucky to to have found something where I can really mix it up all the time and do all sorts of different cool stuff. I can I, can, I might be writing one day or directing another day or acting the other day. You know, and it's it's just it's really fun. And uh, what what do you love and hate about what you do as a whole? Um, well, I, I mean, I certainly love what I just said. Um, I, I love being a part of all these cool things that you know people really love. Um, it's it's just so like, and I mean, above all, it's it's the people. You know, uh, I I I love the people that I work with, and they're you know my friends, and it's just it's such a it's such a really nice community and there, there's so many just unbelievably talented and interesting and amazing people that are that are involved and just being able to be part of their lives and having them be part of your life and it's just oh my gosh it's it's i i feel so unbelievably lucky um what i yeah I, and what i don't like i i don't know i i just feel com unbelievably lucky you know uh, i mean the only thing i'd say is i i just wish we were all making more money because we deserve it because there's just so many talented people working in anime, and I'm just like, why aren't you getting paid more? Because you're really talented. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, yeah, I mean, anime is just not a money a place to go if you're if you're looking to make cash. It just isn't. Um, there's there's uh, in almost every aspect. There's some. There's another side of that business that you could be doing the same thing, making way more. But you know what? It's not as not as fun. It's not as rewarding in, at times. Um, and you know. It depends. It's different strokes for different folks. And how do you balance like your uh, your work and personal life? Uh, that is something I've definitely gotten much better at um, as the years have gone by. And also having uh, different, you know, having clients that really that, that respect you as a human being has really, really helped. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I learned that at a certain point, you know, because you start off, you know, when you start off working in an industry, you know, you, get, you kind of have that like intern mentality where it's like, all right, whatever they say, I'm just going to do it. And no matter what, and I'm not going to fail and I'm going to do whatever they want. I'm going to clean the garbage and blah, 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 you know, do it all. And then, uh, the, you know, they, you know, no matter how nice they are, no matter how much we're a family and we're working together, they're going to take advantage of that every single time. And uh, I've definitely gotten way better in my life at just saying, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not answering your email after five. Sorry, sir. Um, you know, or, uh, or stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not working seven days this week. Sorry. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm very privileged to be able to make that decision uh, and still be able to pay my rent and stuff. So I, I know that that's not an option for everybody, but you know what, if uh, the more people that take that option, the, I, I feel like I am uh, you know, kind of clearing the way and making it a little, little easier for the next person to do it. And um, I, I definitely take that very seriously because yeah, I'm more of a, uh, a work to live than a live to work type of person. Hey man, you know, knowing when to say no is really important, especially, mm -hmm. especially nowadays, like knowing when to say no and wanting to, when, and knowing when to be like, hey, you know, I'm just going to walk away because, you know, I, I see what's going on and I don't want to burn myself out. And that's that's really important. I mean, you know, because you see so many people working on working hard and they end up burning themselves out and they just, you know, it, and it's like, man, you know, I know this job is great and all, but no, no role or no project is worth like killing yourself over. 
that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. And yeah, I have, I have, I have been run very ragged in the past. And uh, believe me, I yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 very 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 bad. And people act like it's just like, oh well, you're tired. Like no, I am dying over here. Um, yeah, so it can be really terrible. Especially if you're working in, as a freelancer. Oh my goodness, that mm -hmm. that's like the worst thing about that for me is that you know freelance work is great and all, but be careful of who you work with because you know people have this tend tendency to treat freelancers like crap and or take advantage of them and i've i've just seen so many people get taken advantage of and it's just really gross and i don't know why 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 this is yeah thing. i know i know what you're talking about there uh i i'm lucky that like on my end of things like as a director um at the I generally actually get treated better than, than like an in-house director um, uh, because, you know, they know that they need to get me to come back, you know, um, and I, I, you know, I could fire them just as well as they could fire me. And uh, that is, that is definitely, uh, you know, as, as you, you know, progress in your career, you, you definitely get more clout, more ability to, you know, ask for what you want and get it. And, uh, and to, uh, you know, say like, Hey, that's not cool. We're not going to do it that way. You know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it definitely does go that way, especially like you know, like for like artists and stuff, and, and of course actors. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I I am very lucky to be in a position where that is not usually the case for me. That's that's good to hear because the only thing that's extra hard because of freelancing is like getting paid on time. <laughs> that is definitely an issue, and a lot of studios need to work on that. I'll tell you what, um, they are they are uh, it's unbelievable that sometimes what what they will just pick oh yeah okay so you did this work and uh we have a net 45 but we're the net 45 doesn't start till the beginning of next month it's like okay seriously i'm not gonna get paid for three months all right guess this is the last time i work with you you know it's it gets insane sometimes oh man <laughs> i think the the funniest thing i don't remember who said this in an interview but like they, they said like the worst thing about being a voice actor is like learning how to how to do your taxes <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a it's a whole thing. And I, and when people say that, I said, "Well, go union, baby, because you don't really need to take you don't really need to do much if you're union because they take it all out of your checks automatically. It goes right into your pension and health. It's all taken care of by a paymaster. It's so much easier." Out of all the things you've 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 worked on, you know, have you ever felt like you know, was there ever a point where you felt like, "Okay, this is this is this is it. This is like the thing that I'm most proud of." Or is there is there always going to be a, a more more uh, fulfilling thing down the line uh let's see i mean i'd say both i don't think that's neither or really um i i always hope that there's something else cool coming down the pipeline you know um something something really amazing that's gonna like it's a really get a chance to play and create good stuff and work on you know work on things because you know as as fun as it always is you know you do a lot of stuff that's not super exciting you know you do a lot of like commercial stuff or like you know documentaries and stuff like that which are which are cool to do in the meanwhile but they you don't get that same satisfaction out of something like you know like promare or like a silent voice or machia or something like that you know um that's yeah so those what's what's like yeah the best thing it's funny because all the things that i love the most are things i didn't really direct that much um i mean i, I i'll i'll never get over promare um you know i just won't <laughs> i just i just won't i that's when somebody's like what did you what's what what do you what have you done that i might have heard of i'm like that that's the one i always bust out <laughs> uh do, do you does it feel weird watching that now knowing that you know you worked on it or is it just just second nature? um of of all the reasons that I feel weird watching it, that's not really one of them. Um, yeah, uh, I, I actually do watch it pretty frequently. Um, and uh, yeah, just just the other, I actually just watched it the other night, and um, 
it was it was the first time I'd seen it since uh, since Billy, and uh, it was it was really really an emotional emotional time, I will say. Uh, and uh, so yeah, for for me, that's always going to be where I go to remember Billy. Man, I can't imagine anyone else bringing in that that big energy anymore. Like I really can't. Just... <laughs> well. <laughs> Ah, just well, that's that's the good thing is there's always there's always something new coming out. There's always somebody that we haven't even heard of yet, which is why I love to get like new people in the mix as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I know that one of the things I really like seeing is like these new people coming in. And was there ever, you know, was, was there ever a person that you that came in was a complete unknown that you were just blown blown away by? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go back to Kieran um, in uh, in Spirit Chronicles. That that was that was their first thing, you know, um, their first anime, first everything came right in, just absolutely smashed the audition, um, and uh, just just carried that show on, on his shoulders like a, like an absolute champion, um, you know. And then and ever ever since it, the, that, tr- there's no breaks on that train. Uh, the dude just just keeps crushing it. He's one of those talents where I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy because I'm pretty sure he's going to book something that's really, really, really big. And people are going to be like, oh, who is this person? Oh, well, <laughs> they, were, yep. they were they were also in these things that you guys didn't watch because you guys didn't, don't watch dubs. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I, I feel like they're they're past that point now. I mean, especially like with all like the Genshin stuff and like, you know, oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild absolutely crushing it and yeah it's, it's just just up upward onward and upward as they say <laughs> yes yeah um anyway i you know we need to wrap this up because i gotta get going but before we get going uh can you can you give us a can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and uh where can people find you online uh okay uh i mean i pretty much am just on twitter uh, at quad bonus that's four bonuses or boni uh and uh let's see i don't really have anything i'm allowed to talk about at the moment <laughs> but there's some really cool stuff that i really hope ends up getting released here because it's a little bit wishy-washy if it's actually going to come to the states but uh uh I, yeah i'm currently working on a show that is might be my favorite thing if it ends up coming out uh here so i'm very 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 excited about that one amazing cast so cool really fun um, so ears open, uh, but, but other than that, yeah, it's just, uh, just keeping on, keeping on. Someone please pick it up, please <laughs> release yeah. it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh my gosh. No, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't, but we'll, we'll see. There, there doesn't seem to be plans yet, but I, I don't, it's like, why are we making this otherwise? All right. But, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a lot of fun. And if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Absolutely. It was, it was a total pleasure. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being patient while I was getting my stuff together so we could, uh, get, get this lined up. Uh, it was, it was really a blast. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Cheers, brother. Bye.